Welcome to the world of Pokemakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokemon are pets. Others, use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokemon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time, we created Idol Margarita, a famous TV chef in Rencha who is a bit of a diva, but thinks you're simply darling. You're the best. You're welcome in her restaurant anytime. We also made some Pokemon. Calapace and Carapizza. Two... Pizza turtles. Pizza turtles. Who definitely aren't ninjas. No. No. But they are fire normal and fire water. Today, Alex, I'm checking my watch. You know what time it is? What time is it? It's guest o'clock. I'm a guest. Hello. 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 Who are you? I'm Sam. Hello. It's Sam. Sam. Sam's back, everybody. I'm back. Oh, yes. Consistency. <laughs> You may remember Sam from season one. Yep, Sam clearly a man who needs no introduction. Last season he made Jim Lee the Sam. Yeah. <laughs> this time I will only slightly do it self-insert. Whoa. Oh. This um, time? Are you here perhaps to make a new character? Yes I am. Well then perhaps we should go to the fame checker. today? A companion! A traveling oh, companion? A traveling companion. A party member. Okay, cool. We've got another potential option on the way for people to choose to have part of their traveling party in the game. Yay. Choose what? mine. It's the best. <laughs> so tell us about why your character is the best option to choose as a companion. Well, everyone loves history and archaeology. <laughs> I hope you do playing this game. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so my inspiration for this character is Pompeii, Vesuvius, that kind of vibe. It's really Ooh, cool. Yeah. yeah, like we haven't... Of the many really cool and interesting places in Italy, that's one we haven't even mentioned in passing yet, yeah. but like will be a really cool area to explore. Mm -hmm. Do you think we'll meet the character in that area, or travel with them to there, or...? My thinking is that you will find this character frantically digging on this site, okay. and perhaps mm. encounter a fossil Pokémon, which stresses this character out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's Ooh, also fossil really cool. Pokemon fossils being Pompeii. found in Pompeii specifically. That's a very unique kind of fossil. Yes. We will do a fossil episode where yeah. we will flesh out those ideas. Nice. But like, thank you for starting us on that path. Yeah. Right. Is this character actually an archaeologist or like kind of a hobbyist? I feel like it's a bit more age appropriate. We're gonna have like a student okay. vibe for them. So they, okay, so yeah. age appropriate. So they can be any age for what it's yeah. worth. I, I think not necessarily romance. Well, I haven't decided on that one yet. But okay. Like someone of around the age that you are. Okay. Similar well, the, age to the so player. a similar age to the player who may or may May not be romanceable, we'll decide on that soon. Yeah. Around that age, or like late teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stressed out about their hot fossil projects. <laughs> <laughs> also, I thought perhaps stressed out about Pokemon in general. Okay. Prefer them fossilized. <laughs> Very stressed by real things. Okay, so we've talked about the idea of them just discovering a fossil Pokemon, and that's interesting. That's the kind of thing the anime and probably the manga have done a bunch mm -hmm. of just finding random living fossil Pokemon. Be like, whoa, this pocket of the ancient world. Not really done in the games. In the games, it's just, no, they are rocks and you revive them. Them through magic science. <laughs> yeah. That's making me think now, in an interaction with a player, catch their first Pokemon that is this fossil Pokemon. Perhaps. Or perhaps lead you as the character to catching the first fossil Pokemon mm. or one of the mm. unique fossil Pokemon or something. Because I feel like they didn't like Pokemon themselves sure. or scared of them, don't carry any Pokemon. Deal well, with that's Pokemon. kind of what I'm thinking, just suggesting they're afraid of Pokemon. But they do need to have at least one Pokemon for the sake of the game. Ah, okay. So this could be, yeah, you're right. This so that's like, if they catch this Pokemon, this is their first 
person and they're kind of freaked out about it but then they could also help the player by showing them you can get fossils here to rely on your own fossil Pokemon potentially later mm. elsewhere mm-hmm. so they're freaked out and they're like okay well I guess I don't need this anymore I've got the real thing have this rock I found oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that a works. great way to acquire the fossil Pokemon I was also gonna suggest that they have found the fossil and have accidentally revived it taken it back to the lab <laughs> they're like oh sweet a fossil we'll revive that for you and they're like no 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 I didn't want that <laughs> <laughs> and then the fossil imprints on them yeah yeah because yeah. that's what this Pokemon's got to be like rubbing up against the trainer yeah. in a very cutesy pet like way. The Pokemon yeah. is very completely friendly. nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, just like, but... I love you. You're my person now. Mama, mama. Yeah. <laughs> Most two Pokemon games have like an exclusive fossil Pokemon for each game, right? So sometimes they've been version exclusive. There's okay. usually a pair, and a lot of the time it's just you choose one of the other. So like mm. Kabuto and Omanite, you choose one of the other. Lilith and Anorith, you chose one of the other. Diamond and Pearl with Bastiodon and Rampardos. Those were the first ones that were version exclusive. Okay. It could be the way that either you choose one of the Pokemon mm-hmm. and this guy gets the other. Or... That's an interesting idea for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Alternatively, we could do the Gen 1 thing of there are kind of three fossil Pokemon and this guy gets the one that's not part of a pair and then there's also a pair. Yeah. That yeah, could also yeah. work. A few yeah. ways to take it because the only thing that worries me if he can potentially have one is are we making all of those right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just make one, one Pokemon or one evolution line of Pokemon for this guy and then there are just also other fossils later. Mm-hmm. I think that's better because then you're not feeling like you've missed out on something in your Pokedex potentially yeah. if it's something that you can also acquire especially if you're on the Pokedex I think range. you can yeah I think you can potentially acquire them either way sure one yeah. way or another but yeah yeah okay cool so this guy will have some kind of Aerodactyl-esque Pokemon as in a unique standout fossil but we'll get to that way later I've been saying guy guy? Mm-hmm. I think so I think guy Yeah. okay cool sense. for what it's worth we have only had male companions so far I can do woman it's up to you like, it's, it's like, up, like we will have we'll more later more, yeah. is the thing yeah, so yeah. If you prefer to do a guy, it's fine. I mean, I, I, I'm not particularly and precious about it. We've yeah. also had more female characters overall mm. so far. Okay. So, like, it's not a, an issue. Yeah. Mm. The only person issue is, like, obviously you want to make sure there are choices for a female romanceable yeah. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, everyone's going to choose Liberty anyway, yeah, the, so we, does it really It matter? doesn't matter. Everyone's going to romance Liberty. Probably. Liberty is the phantom thief character we made. Oh, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. How right? do we see in the fan art of Liberty? I can understand <laughs> that. Everyone is going to yeah. date Liberty. Hang on. Do I want to compete with that? <laughs> Maybe I do. Maybe. Ooh. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, let's fight this. I'm going to compete with Liberty. <laughs> Woman character. Okay. Heck yeah. Okay, okay. I love that enthusiasm. <laughs> You guys are going to get so romanced by this character. (laughs) So some of the things with this character so far have sounded a little bit similar to Lily from Sun and Moon. I think the anime made it more of a thing where she was a little bit afraid of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And like that was a thing to overcome. And she is also a very, very popular shippable character. I was going to say, I would romance Lily 10 out of 10. Oh yeah. She's very cute. Lily was kind of the beginning of Pokemon games having a best girl character. Yeah. Yeah. It was her, then Marnie. Marnie. It's like Heartcrafts from JD. I adore Marnie. Okay, so if we amalgamate all those into one, create the ultimate female desire. <laughs> the ultimate waifu. Yeah, yes. I feel like Scarlet and Violet had a couple of best girls, depending on your type. I think Arvin was best girl. Arvin? Okay, you know what? You're correct. I was going to say, like, some people are very into Penny. Some yeah. people are probably very into Nimona. Uh, Nimona, who, for me, best girl. But you are right. You're right. Arvin but is best Arvin. girl. Arvin is best girl. <laughs> 
He has a sick dog. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't you love him already? I don't yeah. tell you anymore. Yeah, a sick dog kills all manners of sin. So, kind of a scaredy cat character, or at least has problems. Yeah. Do you think there's is there a history of Bogwan? Did something happen? Was there an incident? Oh, maybe she's quite insecure, I think, in general. Yeah. She doesn't have much faith in herself, never really interacted much with Pokemon. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I love Pokemon her <laughs> There you go. Ha-ha, yes. She will trap your heart. Aww. So, if she joins in your party, like, throughout the story, she would, like, gradually build and grow in confidence. And- yeah. To support you. Become, yeah, more mm. confident with Pokemon and get more attached to her own Pokemon that's sort of been thrust upon her. And yeah. yeah, yeah, grow a lot as a person and become more confident. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it fair. writes itself. And, it like, does. yeah, it's absolutely very cute, very romanceful. She's constantly <laughs> blushing. Yeah. And, like, like, I feel like. That's all it takes for me. <laughs> <laughs> Blushies are a powerful tool. Yes. <laughs> I imagine this character would get very excited about the things she cares about. Yeah, she's very excitable once she starts talking about the fossils. Yeah. yeah. Can't shut her up. I feel like appearance-wise, kind of disheveled, like okay. like a messy bun kind of. Okay, um, yeah, like, yeah. Clothes are kind of dusty yeah. because she's spending her time like digging in. Very the dusty. Yeah. Yes, yes. Dressed fairly practical. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. some of like the classic archaeologists kind of look like like yeah. khaki kind of colored stuff or yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like the cargo shorts and the shirt and stuff. Do you know who I'm picturing? Mm. Who are you picturing? Penny Nichols from Ace Attorney. Huh. I also was thinking like big round glasses. Maybe so, yeah, it's Penny, like a band. Penny, Penny Nichols from Ace Attorney. <laughs> the hair and glasses are most thinking of is in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse that Doc Ock Doc lady Ock. Yeah, her like, oh, yeah. like big hair like yeah, big glasses yeah, that kind yeah. of skinny like yeah. <laughs> that kind of disheveled yeah. Yeah, Now I'm yeah. not saying we can't do this but this will be the third female character we've made with giant oversized glasses Give <laughs> every girl glasses <laughs> that, That's a thing We could also take away the giant oversized glasses <laughs> Yeah. Maybe some goggles, maybe some big goggles, because mm. she's an archaeologist and mud gets places. Alternatively, smaller, more kind of normal glasses that you might expect, yeah. but that she's constantly pushing up because they're like slipping down. Yeah, that works. Oh yeah, more like readers. Yeah. Like, yeah. like little ones that she's using to look at very small things close up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm cool. Like a, sure, a magnifying glass, why not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. She'd have that with her. Glass. Yeah. Like those archaeologists and brewmaniac and backpacker train glasses, giant backpack? I feel like giant backpack. Yeah. She's well supplied. She's got lots of resources, including plenty of items like repels in her bag. Yes, I think mm, yes. most of the repels in her bag. <laughs> yes. like, Specifically, like, a little repel keychain that's hanging off the bag so it's always yeah. readily accessible. And I think she is much too, what's the word, like, quick draw with that. Yeah, like, repel anytime, happy. Yeah. yeah, anything remotely close to Pokemon, like, like nope. she will spray rocks, she will spray, spray most things. I mean, rocks could be a Pokemon, rocks is the thing. Could be yeah, Pokemon. I mean, she's smart. <laughs> So she's got an obvious interest in fossils and she's mm-hmm. rooting around in this Pompeii-like area. Mm-hmm. Is that a general interest in history or is that like a specific thing? I think... Dead things can't jump out of tall grass at you. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> it's a reasonably Pokemon-free area of the world and I feel like the world is so saturated with Pokemon that mm. this is just a nice, easy place for her to escape to and study yeah. Pokemon but in a way that doesn't involve actually interacting with them. So maybe as she was younger, she would find herself finding solace in this place because it is largely abandoned and yeah. not particularly overrun with Pokemon mm-hmm. and as a result has just developed an attachment to it. I would imagine it's less that it's abandoned and now it's become a tourist area so there are just lots of people around and Pokemon can't really live there. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be a thing, yeah. Because that's yeah. like a big aspect of modern day Pompeii yeah. it's very touristy. I guess that's what I mean by abandoned is like it's no longer a city. <laughs> it's just yeah. kind of a place where it is, it's inhospitable for... For nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I could have pictured her being somewhere quite remote. Does she have a problem with people? Is she a bit of a loner type or... I think she'd have to be to do 
this kind of work. But, you know, quite enthusiastic and happy to yeah. talk to people. Yeah, just most people can't really put up with the constant babbling of yeah. the one topic. <laughs> you come and work at Museo Capolina. Yeah. So as a result, she probably feels like people don't really like her, but really it's more that she just hasn't found the right people. I'm just thinking, if this character is particularly interested in history broadly, mm-hmm. that could tie in really nicely to the fact that we've got our history branch of the museum, which yeah. we're tying into our gyms. Mm. And especially, like either way really, but especially if the player is taking the gym path, mm-hmm. but either way they've got the potential to go to gyms, that could be the part of the reason why she starts travelling with the player going across the entire region where there will be Pokemon. Yeah. Because she's really interested in seeing all this historical stuff. Mm. It's a fascinating region filled with cool sights and things to see from history that mm. she'd love to see, but she doesn't want to have to deal with travelling and potentially dealing with Pokemon. She doesn't want to travel by herself, but, but she'll go with you. Exactly, and be you, an experienced protected. trainer who knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. who's also directly potentially going to gyms yeah. that are historical sites. So that's why she would be a travelling companion, essentially, yeah. as a safe way for her to visit all of the gyms and historical places. Mm-hmm. I feel like in a few years' time, this person will be a prime candidate to join your good museum. Of yeah. Like, yeah, like yeah. yeah. That yeah. feels like it could be a cool post-game kind of thing. I think about Tracy in the anime, who travelled with Ash in the Orange Islands, mm. but did so purely because he found out Ash knows Professor Oak and is currently working with him and will be going back to Professor Oak's lab. He's like, I'm going to come with you so you can introduce me to Professor Oak and then leaves Ash as a companion because now he's Professor Oak's new lab assistant. Oh, bless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that kind of vibe. By the end of the game, maybe she starts working with Professor Cedar. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I hadn't good. thought about what the companions might do after the game. Anything else you'd want to say about, like, I'm particularly thinking of the physical appearance. Height. How tall is she? Is uh, she surprisingly tall? Is she quite short? Is she average? Good for average, I think. Yeah. Average yeah. Fair enough. There's nothing about her that's weird enough without her having to be an interesting height, I think. <laughs> name. Yes, we need to name her. I'm feeling something very classically Italianish, but like beginning with a G. Okay. I don't know enough Italian names to, right. to be able to like... We can absolutely Google names. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, fine yeah. Name. Gabriella, Gianna. Gianna sounds yeah, cool. Uh, Giada, Ooh. which I quite like the sound Giada, of. Yeah. yeah. It's worth having a quick look at what the meaning is, because maybe it gets something with like a really nice, fun meaning. Giada comes from jade, mm. like the stone specifically. Which kind of works with like fossils and stuff. Yeah. I like Giada. Yeah. Giada. I want to hear it pronounced Italianically. <laughs> That's a word. I fully believe you. Yep. Giada. 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 That's kind of what I felt it was going to be. Like yeah. they're, they're blending into a single syllable. Giada. 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 A new companion. And now I want to make sure we're clear here. Is she actually romanceable? Yeah. Yeah. Romanceable. What a compete. Eventually, once we're towards the end of making our companions, we'll put up some polls and be like, now who are you going to romance in your playthrough? <laughs> Choose <Whoa>. Giada. Please. <laughs> I need the validation. <laughs> I think we're done with the character. Okay. So let's go to who's that Pokemon? So we know it's going to be a fossil Pokemon of some kind yeah. that was something happened to it when Poke Vesuvius erupted and <laughs> melted Poke Pompeii. Who knows exactly what happened? Mm. But now there's a fossil Pokemon. So, like, <laughs> potentially diving into that too much for a children's thing. <laughs> um, I was thinking about doing something with lava and making it a fire rock Pokemon. Okay. So like, That's cool, yeah. Maybe this Pokemon was sort of accidentally a little bit responsible for the volcano. Oh. And, like, maybe this Pokemon. It just, oh, it just wanted to be loved yeah and it got a little too close to 
Davos and burnt the yeah. city down? Well, yeah. yeah, it came from the volcano itself, not or like right yeah. off or something, yeah. rather than just being a Pokemon that was in the area. Yeah. yeah, that works especially well, I think, for this third fossil kind of thing we're doing. Last season, where we did our poison-based tar fossils, mm. we also had another Pokemon that was just the tar itself, essentially, like a living tar Pokemon that was like, yeah. you know, you claim yeah. the kind of Pokemon. This is just a big old ooze thing called Ooh. Splatter. Ooze. Yeah. So this could fill a similar role. Do fossil Pokemon typically evolve? Usually. Okay, cool. Aerodactyl is the only one that doesn't. Well, actually, I say that. The Galar fossils, the mix and match ones, didn't evolve. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, because they, yeah, they were a whole That was a whole other thing. Yeah. But that was such a cool thing that one. It was a really <laughs> yeah. good That's why I say, like, they took a break in Gen 6, so they didn't do a lot of the typical things, and then Gen 8 really revamped those typical yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, agreed. All of our traveling companions, like their signature Pokemon, will be able to do something in the overworld that would potentially allow you to get through an area that's blocked in some, some way. kind of field ability mm-hmm. yeah do you have any thoughts on what could that be but like melt ice or something Ooh. like ice blocking stuff mm. like the slight concern that this is maybe a bit niche yeah and you are in like italy which is like not especially cold okay cool cool, cool. We can like, but, do you have a cup <laughs> yeah it's cut been used no right. no so like what if instead of cut it was like urn so like there's a bunch of vegetation in the way mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So okay like, yeah i'm picturing like in breath of the wild when there's those dried vines that are sort of blocking away or something yeah. you throw a fire arrow at them and they just poof go away that's it yeah, some people shoot the fire arrows instead of throwing them but you know you know what I mean <laughs> no I, I take an arrow and I fuse fire onto the front of it and then I throw it you just never found a bow no <laughs> they have bows in Breath of the Wild <laughs> breaking news Tears of the Kingdom has bows <laughs> I know I know mm. mind blown <laughs> Something like Flash, potentially, are providing light in the area from the glowing rock. It's That's something. Also it's also something, also yeah. Something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It tends not to be the most useful ability, but you could, like, tweak it in some way. Mm. Potentially. Okay. Maybe let's put a pin in this for now. Cool. Because, like, Rockfire, it is a lava magma Pokemon. My concern is that making sure it isn't too similar to Slugma and Magkaga, especially, mm. yeah. as, like, the original Fire Rock Pokemon did. You know, they were slugs and snails, respectively, but also kind of just magma lava blobs. Yeah. Yeah, they thought process I have that I think does need some tweaking mm-hmm. is like the first evolution is a reasonably small and cute ember type thing like rock ember and then evolves into basically a volcano which Ooh. probably needs some oh, tweaking it is like, a volcano Pokemon itself yeah yeah like yeah. just like yeah. magma pouring out of it is big you're saying this isn't itself a fossil it's just like affiliated with the fossils although we had the idea of her finding a living fossil yeah I'm not really sure what we're gonna like like this thing was responsible for volcano erupting so mm. like some Something happened there like did it get fossilized when that happened like did it just get buried i don't know how attached you are to that idea specifically it could be almost like absol the disaster pokemon that always shows up when disasters are coming so people consider it a bad omen but actually it's a warning sign it's come to tell people that a danger is coming so maybe over time people have thought this caused the volcano but actually it came to warn people about the volcano oh, that's so sweet. yeah because like it, it can because it is sort of volcano oriented it can sort of sense when the eruption yeah. is about to happen like so it, it naturally lives in the volcano Volcanoes, yeah. yeah, or lived either yeah. way. There's a like, yo guys, the lava is doing about some. To erupt. Yeah, yeah. there's some like, stuff. Like, ah, volcano omen. Yeah, yeah. the volcano when it's that's not the case. So just yeah. like a volcano specific version of Absol. And there could be something sort of similar to Charmander, like the fire goes out. <laughs> 
But like, no, no, it dies. But like, that's why it's been hibernating so long. That the fire goes out. Like the oh. volcano becomes like, buried. The volcano became yeah. dormant. Yeah, it's just oh, being it was, dormant. It, yeah, it was in dormant mode. Yeah, and maybe someone's wandering around with it with a torch, like the flame torch, mm. and yeah. like accidentally lights him. And that's how it happens. And that's people... how she sort of accidentally revives this Pokemon. Specifically. Yeah, people yeah. thought it was a fossil. It's actually just been dormant and hibernating yeah. for however long it's yeah. been. Yeah, and it's an absurdly long-lived Pokemon. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, also, like, the idea that it's been around for so long even if it was presumed to be a fossil that there is definitely sort of this mythos around it that has built up yeah assuming that it is you know what caused the thing no one has seen it since the volcano erupted giada in particular would be very familiar with that mythos around it with you know the legends and stories seeing it come alive would be terrified yeah and then it's just the sweetest thing yeah (laughs) but also maybe she wasn't before but maybe by the end of this she's now the leading proponent of this theory that actually it wasn't the cause and it was a warning sign yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah but at first she's like ah oh no I unleashed something that will help the volcano and we're all gonna die licks her face yeah uh, it's probably not that little if it's a volcano but I imagine like well, it's, it's, it could be an evolution line yeah, yeah I think the yeah. first idea is really quite small yeah and then it gets pretty big like you know like a carrot ooh I actually just had an idea when I was saying it was cuddly there's this particular phenomenon where a geological phenomenon where from a volcano strands of molten rock become sort of stringent Mm. and it starts to look like hair um, because it's just like long I've got a picture here oh that is just hair yeah but it's rock it's named after like Hawaiian yeah I've got another picture yeah a Lowland Dog trio is that concept. That's yes, why. Yes, 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 yes. You specifically even just said Hawaiian. Yeah. Alola. That's the whole reason why the trio has type. the hair. Sure. That is something Pokemon's explored before. Okay, and it doesn't mean we can't again. Yeah. But. So, like, playing with that, maybe? And having it be, like, a small, fuzzy creature. <laughs> like, a seemingly yeah. fuzzy, but is made of rock. And then yes. you could even have the hair type stuff glow and molten as well and play in that space to make it very distinct from Dog Trio. Yeah. Like, a small, fuzzy little critter instead. Yeah. Yeah. Is that anything? I mean, it's not that's, nothing. That's, I like that a lot. Like, it's also my idea of a rock playing on fire is not particularly cuddly. Yeah, But I yeah. think a cuddly thing is better. Yeah, whereas yeah. it's maybe not explicitly on fire, but it does have, like, a warmth in it, and yeah. you can sort of see the warmth in the fur, and it is, it's a snuggle buddy. Yeah. <laughs> think about the shapes. Are we going to have an animal or inspiration in there, too? Like, so many of these Pokemon that are also other things, like camera, for instance, we're talking about small, cuddly, fuzzy, that lends itself to wanting to be some kind of animal. Yeah. There was a part earlier where I was just thinking about salamanders and lizards and their association with fire in general. Not the Pokemon's never touched that, obviously. Look like an axiom. A what? Axiom, according to Google, is a statement or proposition which is regarded as being oh, established. Oh, an axolotl? That might be the one I'm thinking okay. of. It does have gills that stick out the side of its head that look like they're kind of fuzzy. Yeah. That could be really fun, because that's yeah. a really fun twist on the fire salamander. Mm. Salamanders being amphibians, axolotls are also amphibians, so it's like a step away, so mm. being something unique, while also being in that same vein. And then, yeah, it could have a fuzzy little sort of mane sticking out of its head yeah i could see it starting off as a lizardy relatively flat creature with like you know fuzzy features and stuff mm-hmm. and then they've sort of got this fin down their back have that fin sort of build up into like a volcano shape so cool. sort of thing yes um, and have it become wider and rounder in base shape and build up to this fin on top of it it needs a name oh, <laughs> oh that's, that's, i was just thinking about 
colours helping distinguish from Wooper mm-hmm. Mudkip who yeah. was born with that very similar shade of blue and then obviously Pokemon has now done new Axolotl with mm. Paldean Wooper and Clodsire. Sire yeah. doing it more like the classic Axolotl colour scheme does help distinguish that that is Wooper's shiny colour scheme for what it's worth the pink it is so yeah. we don't have to just do that but yeah. but like Axolotl's having their gills that stick off to the side being red you can lean into that yeah. so kind of like I'm thinking like a grey pinky rock like yeah. a naturally occurring pink rock a pinkish be. brown yeah pinkish brown um, for like, sort so of the body like, color and then like when it becomes dormant the color kind of dulls a little bit yeah so it yeah. helps blend it into like rocks around it more mm-hmm. which would be a natural camouflage for hibernating yeah. yeah and then it's gills being a more bright red and that's just and a really fiery. cool flavor thing like oh yeah <laughs> it's color changes when it hibernates that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. alright so we're at naming time then names or uh, abilities. abilities an obvious ability to go with would be magma armor yeah it is an ability only on the three Pokemon including Slugma and Magcargo Camerupt to being the third one. Sounds right. So it's infrequently used. It's not the strongest ability, but it's very flavorful. Yeah. It just prevents the Pokemon from freezing. Granted, its two types also resist ice moves and are strong against ice Pokemon, so it's not going to be hit by a lot of freezing moves anyway. You can always give at least one ability slot to something that's just flavorful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hidden ability could be something really cool and whatever. Mm. Yeah. There's a bunch of fiery abilities as well, like Flame Body, Flash Fire. I wouldn't mind something sort of rocky as well. There's also the signature ability of a lowland diglet and a lowland trio tangling hair. <laughs> if you wanted to play into that, <laughs> rough skin. Yeah, but we also have our variant of rough skin, which is splinter. Probably less that one. Although yeah. glass hair. It's splinter. Off. But what does like ponyta have? Flame body, flash fire. Okay, so probably flame body is probably the one I'm thinking of. Flame body is good for this. You know, you touch this. Bit, yeah, it, it, they're, they're like the classic fire abilities. So if they're not doing a particular ability thing, otherwise that one burns them on contact. Heat proof. That's an option. Dry skin. Mm. Is there a hibernation ability like something Snorlax has? Well, there's, not really. There's moves like rest, which it can obviously have oh, as well. it's a move thing. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Forewarn. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> that's a good point as well. I'll check what Amsol has. Yeah. When it enters a battle, a Pokemon can tell one of the moves an opposing Pokemon has. Amsol should have that. <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Mm. It's only on Psychic types currently. Drowsy, Hypno, Jinx, Smooch, and Manamushana. No, I like it though. Alright, is that enough? If yeah, we're happy right. with those. Mm. So yeah, Magma Armor and Flame Body as the main abilities for one as a hidden ability. It still needs names. Axolotls. Yeah. That's the thing, right? It's like they haven't actually used that in Pokemon names at all. Right? Axolava. Axolava is a good name. I mean, my first thought is just Axolittle. I mean, I'm going to Google that phrase because that's got to be something in something. I found another fake one by that name. Doesn't mean we can't use it, but also maybe we want something that's a little bit more subtle. Than Axolava? Axolava, I think, is probably fine. Yeah, Axolava, I like. Do we have anything we'd want to do instead for Axolittle? Like Axolember. Axolember. I like Axolember. Could I request we make it a little bit Italian feeling and then rather than like Ember, you change it to like an A, Ember, because it's a yeah. similar sound and then it's conveying Italian and it plays into like similar phonetic space as Axolava. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still sounds basically Axelimba. the same, especially yeah. in a lot of accents. Yeah, I couldn't hear a difference in yeah. yours. <laughs> yeah. Axolimba. Delightful. This is a friend. Yeah. Unlike most Pokemon we make, which are never friends. <laughs> no, no, enemies. This is my girlfriend and her weird dog. Yeah. <laughs> Romancer. <laughs> this is my girlfriend and her weird dog that she hates. <laughs> At first. I know. Yeah, she, oh, she by the end, she's very attached to this thing. Oh, yeah, it definitely yeah. lives on her shoulder. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Well, no, it, it would be evolved by the end. Yeah, if it evolves, it's very large when it's evolved. Or is it still very small? <laughs> this is like, like a tiny volcano. It, it's a tiny volcano. <laughs> I'm 
thinking it's going from like this big mm. to like at least the size of like Go-Goat. What Go-Goat specifically? I don't know. This is the one that came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how, how big is your axolotl on a scale of one to goat? So today, we have created a new traveling companion for your group of friends in Pokemon Marble and Bronze. We've got Jada. Yeah, we've Jada. got Jada. Jada. Our Jada. lovely archaeologist girl who is afraid of Pokemon <laughs> and wants to talk about rocks with you. Loves history and wants to explore, yeah. but also doesn't because Pokemon are out there. Yeah. Can you protect me, please? Take me with you. Think of the possibility of character development. The rich possibility of character development here. She's going to be so blushy. Yeah. <laughs> but then she'll become a researcher assistant with all of her new poke knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, through part of the story and part of the way that you meet her, she accidentally revives a long dormant Pokemon, Axelemba, which <laughs> evolves into Axelava, which is a fiery, fuzzy <laughs> volcano axolotl creature. Half the words fiery, fuzzy volcano ever existed in the universe before. <laughs> in that, like, It's a yeah. fiery, fuzzy volcano. It's very cute. It's very cuddly. Here to warn you of danger like Absol. Yeah. yeah. Specifically volcanic danger. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Volcano. Absol can't claim all the danger for itself. No. There's too many kinds of danger. What if there's no Absol in this region? There is no Absol in this region. You need something. Yeah. So Sam, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Do you want to tell people where to find you on the internet or not? I, no. Don't, don't find Sam. Don't find me. Don't I'm find hidden. Sam. Do not I, I do perceive not Sam. Do not perceive me. Do not <laughs> engage with me. <laughs> If you Leave need, me alone. If you desperately need to contact Sam, I guess you contact us. Yeah. And we'll pass a message on. Yeah, if you want to draw Jan and send it to them and they'll send it to me. Speaking yeah. of how to contact us, thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as... Cold Classics. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Boom. Green Mountain Mysteries. And them's the facts. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. Or if you prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcasts at gmail.com. But until next time, Go Maple! Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Hey y'all, come right in, make yourself comfortable, because you've found the home for Rayward OCs. It's a podcast where I, Christina, talk with creators about their original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. Characters like Atticus Flint, a planet-hopping mentor dad, Jackie Salachi, a solar punk seafaring chef, Sequinox, a season-themed magical girl squad, Sheena the Talking Cow, and a whole team of post-apocalyptic contract writers. To hear about those OCs and more, listen to us on your local podcatcher of choice, and talk to me on Twitter at WaywardOCPod. I hope you enjoy your stay!